future is now. And welcome to the SVK Crypto Podcast. 15 minutes of crypto value. My name's Charles Story. I'll be your host in the next 15 minutes. We're coming live from the city of London, Shoreditch. So let's get down to business. The current market cap for the crypto space is $188 billion. Bitcoin's dominance is currently 57.7%, which is the highest it's been thus far this year. It seems like day after day, we're seeing Bitcoin break new levels for dominance in the market space. And we're seeing altcoins weaken. Now, the question is, would it be smarter for you to move all your money back into Bitcoin at this current point in time if you have altcoin holdings? And do you still believe in altcoins as a unit of account? Now, if you think about it, Bitcoin can't be the only cryptocurrency out there. It can't be the only digital form of money that exists in the crypto space. It just wouldn't make sense. Personally, I envision there to be lots of different blockchains, lots of different altcoins out there that all have a unit of account, which they do, and all have different purpose and different meaning. No, I don't believe one blockchain is going to solve everything. You have a blockchain for privacy, a blockchain for scalability, a blockchain for transactions. And it's interesting to see this all playing out. Now, if you're a cash holder at this kind of current point in time, this is an exciting opportunity. But the thing is, most people that got into the space in 2000 and uh 17 you know late december 2018 january you know they they a lot of people have been selling out because they're new investors coming into bitcoin at 15,000 17,000 20,000 dollars and that they've lost some money and they've now put their cash away which is a shame it's a shame that people weren't really picking up interest when the market cap was 100 billion dollars and riding it up to 188 and and to the 800 billion dollar mark we saw this year and one of the questions is why is why is the money not excited now? Like why why has or why are most communities at the minute not as active as they should be? Or why aren't we seeing new investors enter into the space? And why do we only see that happening once we pass once we pass um, a certain price point, a certain threshold? And it's interesting because it shows or indicates to me that people aren't interested in necessarily the underlying technology. They're more interested in making a quick buck, which is the wrong way to go about things. But remember, this is not financial trading advice. Just some quick pointers that have been kind of roiling around in my brain this morning that I thought I should share with you. Let's find out what's been going on the market. There's a lot of news out there. There's a lot going on. There's a lot happening. So let's find out more and get on to the next part of the show. I think for this part of the show, we should talk about old coins what's going on in the market, what's been happening. And I think the right way to go about this would be to bring up a story that I found today that was circulating. Um, someone actually sent me, someone sent me this report and it grabbed my attention straight away. And the headline is Chinese report finds nine in 10 altcoins to have stolen 80% of their code. So four in five altcoins accused of stealing 90% of their code. A report conducted by researchers from from China's northwest province and representative of NetaLab, and published by Security Daily, um, a state-operated Chinese media outlet, has found more than 90% of the code underpinning at least four and five altcoins to have been plagiarized. The report purports to have examined 488 virtual currencies that use open source code after comparing the code underpinning the analyzed cryptocurrency in pairs. The researchers found that the code underpinning 405 cryptocurrencies, 83% yielded, provided a similar score, which is interesting when we really dig down on this and, and look into this. So apparently, according to the report, 
it, it also speaks about a similar score between 90 to 100 percent further 324 of the virtual currencies was 66.6 percent had a similar code of between 95 to 100 percent only 38 cryptocurrencies eight percent were found to have similar score or less than 80 percent 45 virtual currencies had 9% were found to have similar code between 80% and 90%. So the founder of Netalab, Xixing, emphasized that the report's findings highlight that the vast majority of altcoins allocate their resources to marketing rather than development, stating so many blockchain projects shift their focus from technology development to marketing, leading to the increasing number of copying and plagiarism in this field. Xixing also criticized that she describes as a lack of technological innovation emerging from the distributed ledger technology industries, stating, at present, the industry still lacks the real breakthrough in innovation and solves the problem and puts implementation of the application in the first place. The people are holding the mentality of experimenting and luck. We should return to the essence Truly solving practical problems, do tools that can be used by others to bring convenience, build real value and usability, come up with actual products and promote development of the industry and the actual recognized value, she concluded. I, I agree with her. I agree with her that a lot of projects are spending too much money in marketing. I absolutely agree with that. It's, it's ridiculous. You have a lot of projects out there that raise $25 million, $30 million, whatever the sum may be. And instead of looking to build the underlying code or the underlying tech, they choose to basically try and build build the brand, get listed on exchanges. Like they try to try to market everything for the token holders, which is insane. And in a way, if if they didn't do that, a lot of people wouldn't want to put the money in there because they don't want to get locked up. They're looking for like short term, short term, um, short term cash. I guess is the correct word. Short short term crypto. And it's a shame that, that that's holding that back. But the real projects out there, and there's many of them because we have seen many of them. I know lots of the teams out there that are building on this. There's great innovation happening, but the overall, I think, I would say ICO market space in the last couple of years has probably been more focused on kind of quick projects, quick cash. And then basically a lot of those guys have now been, well, they're now in a position that they have not sold the Ethereum that they raised. The market's come down massively. They don't have any money left. And now they're kind of stuck. And I think we're going to see a lot of stock projects coming out over the next few months who are not going to be able to pay salaries. Lots of their developers are going to leave them. And they're kind of in a situation that they either have to just scrap the whole thing off so the token holders are, worth, are holding worthless tokens or they're going to have to try and raise more money again. And trust with the with the people buying into the ICO is going to occur. So that's a massive issue. And a lot of people would say the ICO market is done. It's gone. It's finished. And people are asking what the second wave is. Is it security tokens? Is it a different type of token coming out? I see security tokens definitely playing a role in the next um, in the next wave that we face. And I'm excited for that wave because every wave that we have had in the crypto space thus far has been bigger than the last. And I think it's going to be super exciting to be part of that. And especially now we're in a position of learning. We're in a position that we can, we can, we can get in the right place. We can position ourselves correctly. We have a better understanding. I, I know a lot of people that traded ICOs last, last year who did incredibly well, but have no idea what the ICOs they invested in did. They just were told by others that they need to get in because this one is quote unquote hot. But to round it up, I think that China 
um, who, who are not big fans of crypto, big fan of blockchain. I think that, you know, they're going to have kind of negative things to say about altcoins in particular ICOs because that's something that they're not really backing. They're not behind that at all. So I wouldn't really look too much into this media. And by the way, it's a state-run media. And that's something as well that we haven't seen this come out on other sources. It'd be interesting to see other media outlets and publications doing their own research and um, looking into this as well is something that we should definitely look into. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of plagiarism happens, but plagiarism happens, but 90%, you know, four and five altcoins accused of stealing 90% of their code. That's an incredibly high number. But if that is true, then we are really facing a bigger problem of lack of innovation. But I don't think that is the case. So we've all probably heard of BitConnect, the fraudulent, um, the fraudulent um, altcoin that was out there. There's a story now that uh, U.S. want BitConnect promoters property seized. So the authorities of U.S. states of Illinois and Arizona wrote to India's Criminal Investigation Department, the CID, officials in the state of Gujarat, asking them to seize the property of the promoters of a cryptocurrency investment firm, BitConnect. The Times of India reported on Tuesday, September 11th. The promoters are expected to have made off with over 5.6 billion dollars of investors money and that's us 5.6 billion dollars of investors money the publication noted and quoted a cid official saying authorities of the us state of illinois and arizona wrote to us asking to seize the property of promoters of bitconnect as citizens of these states have invested in the company and lost money 800 percent annual return promised so the CID investigators say two big BitConnect promoters, Satishi Kambahani and Devesh Dariji, began their crypto operations back in 2016. So apparently the investors transferred Bitcoin to the firm and were issued BitConnect coins in return, which could trade and on which they received interest, the publication described. Elaborating, the promoters lured in thousands of investors by promising 800% returns per annum on investments. Darij made a commission of 10% on investment he bought in. The CID official detailed, he was fluent in English and ran several social media welfare programs. He had a big following and Kahumbi, who is the other gentleman, um, hence roped him in. The news outlet conveyed, Darij had bought in investment of over $566 million, while the total amount invested in BitConnect could be more around $5.7 billion. So at press time, um, one BitConnect coin was worth about $360 and people invested their Bitcoins due to the attractive returns promised. The CID official said on September 10th, BitConnect was delisted from crypto to crypto exchange Trade Satoshi, the last exchange that the coin was trading on. TNW reported, according to CoinMarketCap, the last recorded price for the BitConnect coin was approximately 68 cents. I can't believe it was that high. One promoter arrested, one being tracked down. So Deridge was arrested at the Delhi airport on his way back from Dubai, as was previously reported by uh, media sources. As for Kahumbi, the other gentleman in this issue, a senior CID official explained, we've begun the process of getting a warrant issued against Kahumbi and will then press for a red corner notice, RCN, to track him down. An RCN is issued by Interpol at the request of a member state to urge other member countries to detain or arrest the accused. The official added, Kahumbi was tracked down to South Korea some time ago, but by that time, 
He had flown already back to Dubai. He supposedly handled the worldwide operations of the company and may have possession of a large amount of Bitcoins, which belongs to investors. How these guys got away of it for that long and why people are investing in them. I mean, you're guaranteed 800% return per annum. I mean, it's just ludicrous. It's insane. I mean, the poor people that invested in this and their, their Bitcoin back then was probably worth only $1,000. They must be kicking themselves right now. What a situation to be in. I just feel, I feel so bad for those guys. Okay, so um, we also have Inside Bitwe, the new Bitcoin miner being hailed as a serious Bitmain rival. So things haven't been easy late for Bitmain. After many media sources revealed that the China-based crypto mining giant was planning an initial public offering, an IPO for September, <sighs> bad month for that, the company has faced a wave of perhaps unprecedented scrutiny. On social media, allegations emerged. Bitmain was everything from insolvent. They presented a rosy outlook for its financials, all the while investors linked to the funding effort backed away from the deal. Now it appears Bitmain is facing a new sell and will capitalize competitor. Revealed exclusively to Coindesk where the story broke, we heard that Bitwe, a Shenzhen-based mining chip manufacturer led by Yang, a former director of design at Bitmain, has raised 140 million won, around $20 million, to bring the market mining chips that long-time mining industry insiders believe could lead to its rival at least one area of Bitmain's business. Tyler, the COO of Bitcoin mining pool operator Bixing, which joined Bitwe's initial investment, told media sources that it believes the company's Watts Miner line of mining chips to be a game changer. Founded in Shenzhen in July 2016, Bitwe is now considered by some to be the most efficient hardware manufacturer on the market. According to the test results published by Bitwe, the upcoming miner, Watts Miner M10, is roughly 30% more efficient in terms of electricity consumption than Bitmain's most flagship product, the AppMiner S9 Hydro. So Yang told media sources Bitwe has so far received pre-orders of over a thousand units of WattsMiner M10, a project scheduled to, scheduled to officially launch on September 19th, but that started its pre-sale in mid-August, with an average price of around $1,600 depending on the shipping batch. A new product could already be generating revenue beyond $1.6 million. Well, Bitwe, I think I, I love competition. I, I love that about, about any type of business or, or entity. I, I think the crypto space is so great because there's so much competition and anyone can be a competitor within the space. And I think that's one of the elements that makes it exciting along with the innovation as well. Who's going to be first to do it? Who can crack it? Who can solve it? And I think that's one of the keys. Listen, that's a wrap. I got to bounce. Thank you for your time, your attention as always. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, remember as always to check us out on our socials, Telegram, SVK Crowd, Twitter at SVK underscore crypto. And remember you can email myself, C-Story, C-S-T-O-R-R-Y at SVKcrypto.com. That's a wrap. Thank you for your time. You've been listening to an SVK Crypto Podcast original. Follow us on Twitter at SVK underscore crypto. Email us on CSTory at SVKcrypto.com. Leave us a message on our website, www.svkcrypto.com.